0: So we have um, a little over 50 boards and commissions at the city of Chattanooga, and they are all over the place. Some of them deal with transportation, some with beer, some with wreckers, some with land use and zoning. Uh, so we have a lot of ways for residents of Chattanooga
1: to serve their city. This is Chattanooga Civics. I'm Nathan Byrd.
0: Hey Nathan, it's good to see you. I'm Chris Anderson, Senior Advisor to Mayor Kelly for Legislative Initiatives.
1: Well, we're here today to talk about city boards and there's a lot of them and so this might be a kind of free-ranging conversation, but if you could just start out by explaining the role of boards generally, how the city uses them, why they exist, and what the uh, appointment and confirmation process is like.
0: Thank you. So, uh, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here today. I really enjoy talking about this topic more than probably anybody. So we have um, a little over 50 boards and commissions at the city of Chattanooga and they are all over the place. Some of them deal with transportation, some with beer, some with wreckers, some with land use and zoning, Carta, the library. We have all these different boards. Some of them we have to have because of A state or federal requirement. Some of them we set up as advisory committees because we want to hear community input on a certain area. Uh, Some of them are purely advisory in nature and some of them make decisions like the Board of Zoning Appeals, which actually hears cases, you know. Uh, So we have a lot of ways for residents of Chattanooga to serve their city.
1: Could you go through kind of the appointment and confirmation process? Uh, It usually starts here in this office and then how it moves on through to actually get somebody on a board.
0: Yeah, uh, so we have a website, chattanooga.gov, obviously, and that's where you can find all of our boards and commissions on the boards and commissions page, and that's where people usually apply for the boards and commissions. Uh, Those applications, depending on which board it is, uh, go to certain people within city departments. I do get all of them for every single board in the city of Chattanooga. There's one clearinghouse. Uh, And then once people apply for a board, Uh, their application is reviewed. We do a fair amount of vetting of board members to make sure they're the right person for the board they've applied for. Uh, we need to make sure obviously there's an opening or a vacancy for the board they've applied for. Some people apply for vacancies that don't exist. Uh, and then, uh, the mayor is presented with typically options of, here are the people who have applied and here are our needs and, and mayor Kelly chooses, uh, who goes on the various boards.
1: Great. And then, uh, Those appointments, they go to city council, city council votes on them. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. So any of the mayoral appointments, almost all of them have to be confirmed by city council. And then I I don't want to leave out that that city council members also have some board appointments. Some of the boards are also appointed by city council. The majority are mayor, uh, but an example of a a council-appointed board would be the uh, Police Advisory and Review Committee, uh, park. That is a nine-member board. Each city council member has an appointment to it. The Board of Zoning Appeals and the Board of Sign Appeals would be two others that are nine member boards, each one appointed by a different council member.
1: Got it. Okay, so let's uh, start kind of high level and talk about some of the the bigger, more well-known boards, either because they're managing a big budget like a Carta or the library board or because they're in the news a lot like Planning Commission that you and I both serve on. Um, so if you could just go through some of these bigger boards, how you pick – a qualified candidate and how these boards, they're making some pretty big decisions. So how do they fit into the structure of city government?
0: That's a great question. So if you, so if you're looking at how do certain people fit into a board, you know, for example, if you take uh, the board of mechanical examiners, this is a, a trade licensing board that's housed at the land development office. And the bylaws of that board state that uh, there has, has to be at least one HVAC contractor, at least one teacher or educator. That's typically someone from maybe an apprenticeship academy. Uh, another has to be a representative of some of factory workers they have to be a worker in some factory somewhere in chattanooga uh, so a lot of times the ordinance or the bylaws of a board will dictate these are the people that have to be on here you know uh, you are a great example nathan because the you are on two boards thank you for your service uh, two of the most uh, exciting boards in terms of public attention the planning commission uh, and the historic zoning commission and by law, we are required to have a person who serves on both of those boards. A member of the Planning Commission has to be on the Historic Zoning Commission, and you graciously offered to uh, take both of those, which uh, we're very grateful for.
1: I had Historic Zoning this morning, and it was, uh, it was a good time.
0: Good. <laughs> Hopefully, you uh, approved some things and, ma- and made them better in the process.
1: That's what we try and do. Excellent. Let's dive into to Carta and the library, because that, those are some... Planning Commission shows up in the news a lot, Yes, and and people sort of know how that works i did an episode for those of you listening if you go back and listen to the zoning episode i did with councilman ledford we kind of explain how planning commission fits into the zoning process so i don't want to belabor that point um but let's talk about card in the library because those are those are boards that are managing some pretty big budgets uh, and how do they mesh with the work that's being done both by the city council and the mayor's office how independent do they operate and and where do they get their money from
0: so those two are, are, are unique because <clears throat> the board of the library and the board of Carta actually hires and fires the person who runs the library or Carta. So the, the library executive director is hired, fired, and compensation set by the library board of directors. And Carta is the same way, <clears throat> though uh, the library board is all appointed by the mayor. Carta is an 11-person board that is uh, the county mayor has one appointment and the city mayor has 10 uh, and that is based on the different funding levels from the city and the county uh, for CARTA. Uh, if there were, let, let's say, if there was another municipality in Hamilton County that funded part of CARTA, they would also get a seat on that board because it's a regional transit authority, not not just the city of Chattanooga. So the way those boards operate is, is a little more like a nonprofit board of directors than, say, an appeals board or an advisory board that's completely within the city. So they've got a greater fiduciary responsibility. They have supervision of the executive director uh, of those two agencies. Uh, And with either of those, we look for significant uh, subject matter expertise. And we actually, something very exciting that just happened this week was we had uh, eight new members and one reappointment for the Carta board uh, approved by council on Tuesday night. And earlier today at their first board meeting as board members, uh, Johan Denyschen who's the former COO of Volkswagen was named a uh, chair of the Carta board, which is phenomenal yeah. uh, to, to have that kind of expertise leading our transit authority, because I think we all, we all know that Carta could be better. That there are things that need to be improved and expanded uh, for Carta service. And when you bring in a lot of new opinions and new perspectives, a lot of times you can get that kind of new energy to improve services and, and increase the amount of service we're providing to, to people in the city. Uh, so that was an opportunity for, you know, mostly new perspectives on the board and that can be a real shift for the entire agency.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. And, and I I do really look forward to seeing how, that board in particular evolves and, and hopefully, you know, do a whole episode on that eventually. Um, so these boards, you're looking for people with significant experience in one way or another, either in the industry that it's related to, or, you know, just advocacy. Uh, I know there are several kind of just public transit advocates that, that ended up being confirmed on that board. Um, but you're looking for somebody with a lot of experience to serve on some of these kind of more, high-level, high-budget, high-newsworthiness kind of boards. But there's a lot of other boards that do no less important work that maybe have a little bit lower barrier to entry and are just looking to kind of get public engagement. At least that's what it seems like to me from the outside. Uh, And one of those seems to be the new community advisory committees. And so I was hoping you could talk about those for a little bit.
0: These are wonderful. So there are 10 new community advisory committees. excuse me, that are housed within the Department of Community Development. So these advisory committees, which which Mayor Kelly created just a few months ago, will actually steer the programming in our various centers around town. And, the, and they carved up the city into regions. Not every center has its own advisory committee because we have more than 10 centers, obviously. Uh, but... They are, you know, the Bushtown Glenwood Advisory Committee handles programming for the Bushtown Center, the Carver Center, and the Glenwood Center. So uh, they're, you know, basically we group together two to three centers around the city that are close to each other. And what we want out of those is ten people, or nine people rather, for every one of those ten committees to kind of bring different perspectives to the table. For each of those, there are four uh, mayoral appointments, one youth appointment that's also fi- by the mayor, and then four by the city council. And if it's if, if they serve an area that's just in one city council district, like Lookout Valley is is a region, so that is Councilman Henderson, Henderson District 1, he gets all four of the appointments. Mm-hmm. If you've got something like uh, the Brainerd area, well, that's got a couple of different council people that represent right up to the center, so they share the appointments and this person gets two and that person gets two. But really what we wanted to do with those is take the decision-making of what's best programming in this center out of a centralized downtown city department and put it in the community's hands. Mm -hmm. And we want neighborhood leaders of different opinions and different stripes and different backgrounds to come forward and tell us what kind of programming we need to see in the centers because community centers are worthless if no one's using them. Right. So we want to, we want to program them the best where they will get the most use and help the most people.
1: Awesome. And I do want to plug those. This is only tangentially related, but my son is doing swim lessons at the South Chattanooga community center right now. And it's great. It's a great resource. And and I'm glad that we're getting all of this public input into these really important resource centers that when I was growing up, I didn't really know much about and, and didn't get to use very much. So
0: that's awesome. Uh, and you're lucky because you're, you live in St. Elmo where you are. the You're the president of St. Elmo, I believe. Just not mm-hmm. the neighbor association, but the whole area. The, you're the, you're the Community
1: Association of Historic St. <laughs> Elmo. It is a very right. long case. title. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We just call it case and we leave it at that. Uh, and so, yeah, the community association, it covers that neighborhood. And,
0: and you've got one of the super centers. The yes. South Chattanooga Center is a super center. It's got a recording studio in it. Mm-hmm. It's got one of the pools. Uh, It's there's a really a lot of great public amenities that are there for our residents.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. So big plug for those. And I'm excited to see what these community advisory committees do. Do, Are their decisions, um, I guess, handed to somebody who actually manages them and picks the ones that are feasible or, or how does that process work?
0: Uh, they come up the chain through the Department of Community Development, but the, P- the, the the two gentlemen who oversee all of the centers for the city are deeply involved with all 10 of those committees. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not just getting an email after a committee meeting, they're in the committee meetings and they're hearing they're not running them, but they're they're witnessing them and, and listening to the feedback. and that's where we're hearing from the people who actually utilize the centers. And mm-hmm. we're not telling them this is what you should want in the center. We're hearing from them this is what the public demands.
1: Right. So I want to move on and talk about uh, just kind of give you the floor to highlight a few <clears throat> boards that might be lesser known that maybe you're looking for people to serve on right now or maybe you just want to highlight what they do. Uh, so, so take it away, you know, Yeah.
0: two or so three. One is the passenger vehicle for hire board. This board, um, we, we need people for... About half of our 50 boards, but and I'm going to plug that before, I, before you let me go today. But uh, the Passenger Vehicle for Hire board used to be the taxi board, and then it became the Passenger Vehicle for Hire board when they started also regulating ride-sharing services like Uber and Lyft. Uh, the state legislature passed a law prohibiting cities from regulating those agencies anymore, so that took that ability from the PVH board. Uh, but they still can—they basically regulate— Uh, Taxis, of course, still, horse carriages, pedal taverns, anything that is sort of, well, a passenger vehicle that you can hire. And it's possible they could get some additional responsibilities before the end of the year as we rewrite some of the ordinances and and bolster their responsibilities. But we need people who care about uh, that issue and want to serve for an hour a month uh, and help make the city a better place. Another one is the Construction Board of Appeals. So we have... In Chattanooga City Government, we have adopted the 2018 International Building Code. And the 2018 code was just adopted a few years ago. It's not uncommon to have a code that's several years old, mm-hmm. as you know from, from your profession. Uh, so they just adopted the 2018 standards. If the building codes are not in cl- designed to be 100% a one-size-fits-all code for every city. So every city has some sort of appeals or exceptions or additional rules or some rules they don't follow when they adopt them. So the Construction Board of Appeals actually hears appeals to the building code and they are empowered to grant variances to it. So let's say you've got an issue with a fire rating that maybe you shouldn't have to build because of what's next to you or it's all brick on the outside or whatever the issue is. The Construction Board of Appeals is very important because to be on that board, you have to have expertise in one of the areas they work in so like there is a we are required to have a fire safety person on that board we have to have an electrician on that board we have to have a plumber on that board everybody in every industry that they regulate has to be represented and they meet once a month and are often overlooked uh they meet you know at three o'clock in the afternoon on a wednesday at the development resource center and you know they don't get a lot of news articles written about them mm-hmm. but but that board is something that they have solved some uh, complicated problems over the years that have resulted in uh, good things being built in the city of Chattanooga that are safe but also a benefit to the community. So the Construction Board of Appeals is really important. Uh, we're short a couple of people on that board out of nine, uh, and hopefully we'll have those filled soon. soon.
1: Great. Uh, d- did I see correctly, I might be making this up, but that the Public Art Commission or committee or board, all, these all have different names. They all fit under the... the Label of boards, but some of them are called committees and some are commissions and some are just boards. So right. forgive me for getting the terminology wrong. But it is a commission. You got it. Public that one art is commission. a commission. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, so the public art commission deals with obviously public art that the city owns. It does not deal with necessarily you know what corporations do. Like if Blue Cross wants to put a mural up on Cameron Hill, they they don't have the power to stop that or or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But they their their mission is to you know encourage public art and to help. Uh, guide the city's public art mission so right now we are looking for members for the public art commission because a bunch of them are about to have terms that expire uh, this this season so some of them want to stay and be reappointed and they'll be considered for reappointment and some of them don't so we know that at least some of the spots will be up for grabs i mean they're all if there's a reappointment it's not guaranteed we look at every every seat Uh, but we know that we're definitely going to have some new people on the public art commission here in a couple of months. So I would encourage anybody who has an interest in public art, particularly people who have worked in it, uh, to apply for that.
1: So how can folks apply? And, and also what does the vetting process look like? I guess I'm sure it varies from board to board, but in general, are you doing interviews or are you just kind of doing general research about a person's resume? You know, we'll look and see. It, it
0: does vary a little bit from board to board. Um, you know, the, the vetting process for a community advisory committee where the requirements are not as much is different from, say, uh, the vetting process for a person we put, want to put on the mechanical board of inspectors uh, because they have to have certain educational and professional experience to right. be on that board. And it's, it's very narrowly defined. But uh, in order to apply for a board, all you have to do is go to Chattanooga.gov or if you don't want to type all those letters, cha.city forward slash boards, cha.city forward slash boards.
1: And that will be in the uh, show notes, so you can just go click on it and fill out those applications and see what the upcoming vacancies are and everything.
0: That's right. And we've got vacancies for the community advisory committees. We've got one on the Board of Zoning Appeals. We've got one for District 2, which is mostly North Chattanooga, on the Beer and Record Board. That's a hot one that people want to be on. Uh, We have some spots in the Land Bank Authority, at the Head Start Governing Board, at the Industrial Development Board. I could go on and on. The Scenic City's Beautiful Commission, the Sports Authority, and the Tree Commission has one spot. So no matter what interests you, if you live in the city of Chattanooga and you want to serve on a board, we will find a place for you to contribute to your community.
1: Awesome. So the last question that I have is uh, how is this administration using board appointments and what are you looking for in board appointments to kind of fit with the one Chattanooga agenda and, you know, how are city boards a tool that the administration can use to forward whatever goals, whatever policy goals that the administration might have?
0: Well, the first charge I had from when the mayor put me in charge of this, when we came in, in April of 2021, the first thing he said was he wanted to expand the pool of people that are serving in boards in the city of Chattanooga. And there has been uh situation where we've had people who serve on three four five six boards at a time and we're very grateful for their service and we've got some people who fit that criteria who show up every time for every board and they're stellar board members and that's great but we also want to increase the amount of people who are taking an active role in running their government Uh, and that means also looking at places where maybe we haven't looked for board members before and that means you know me creating these graphics that city council people can post on their Facebook or email to their neighborhood groups or, you know, and, and I update the city council regularly on here's our list of openings so they can reach out to their networks. I'm not sure that has happened much in the past, but the council people, I mean, they represent a district. They each mm-hmm. represent a ninth of the city and they're going to the neighborhood mm-hmm. meetings. I know Councilwoman Dotley's always at yours in yeah. St. Elmo and she is the one who can help identify people in St. Elmo or Alton Park or Eastlake in her district that, would be good fits for these boards because people will come up to council people at those meetings and say, I'd like to get more involved in the city. How can I do that? And we want to plug those people in and get more people kind of choosing how their city moves forward. Uh, The other thing is we, when we came in, we had no trouble finding white men to serve on boards. Uh, Guilty. Right. (laughs) And we're two white men here talking about this, obviously. And, um, you know, we were, not where we needed to be with gender equity or with racial equity. So that is something else that we've been tracking since we came in, uh, trying to get our board member percentages in line with what our population is. Mm-hmm. And we've made great strides on that. I look forward to this summer to coming up with to coming out with uh, the exact numbers on where we are, but we're we're on track to by the end of this term, I believe, by Mayor Kelly's first term. We will be at population percentages and board percentages that are roughly equal.
1: Great. Uh, one thing just kind of off the top of my head, um, talking about this idea of trying to get better representation, more diverse representation. How does the the time and format of these meetings can that change to accommodate you know people who are working a job from nine to five and can't get off of work to serve at a board that meets at three pm on a Wednesday. Things like that. Is that something the administration is, is looking at or has much control over?
0: We have some. I mean, so I was just on the phone before you got here with um, the, the chair of one of the boards in the city of Chattanooga. And she and I were discussing we're about to overhaul the ordinance that <clears throat> that creates that board and that governs that board. So she was telling me some things that she'd like to see in it before we write it. And one of the things was moving the meeting time. Uh, because it's a board that meets later in the week, but it governs some stuff that happens on the weekend. So instead of later in the week, they'd like to meet earlier in the mm-hmm. week. So that's that's a, the kind of thing, and we want to hear that feedback from the people that are on the boards, right? Like right. I can say, oh, you're going to meet Fridays at nine, but I don't know if Fridays at nine are the best. I want to hear from the people who have to meet there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the time commitment is is certainly you know a challenge for some, and you know you and I are fortunate enough to get to spend. At least half a day, uh, on one Monday a month at the Planning Commission, that's a huge time commitment. So, you know, anybody who wants to be on the Planning Commission, they have to know that, you know, they're going to spend between four and eight hours a month on the Planning Commission. But, you know, the Board of Sign Appeals, that's an hour a month, and they meet at five o'clock on a Monday. Uh, most of the boards we have do meet during the, the traditional work day of eight to four or nine to five. You know, you might see some, I believe Historic Zoning Commission meets at either two. No, they meet in the mornings. 9.30. 9.30 or, okay, 9.30.
1: And those Um, vary from, today was quick. It was like an hour and a half, but sometimes it's three hours.
0: Yeah, and I've been in them that have gone, I've been in those meetings for Historic that have gone, you know, past a lunch break. Hey, we've been here a long time. Let's have lunch and come back at (laughs) one. And so that's one of those boards where I know know Historic has had trouble because uh, they do require, you know, professionals such as yourself to be on it whether they're architects or engineers or whatever the different requirement is so that is a challenge when, when you're in a profession like that and you have to get back to your clients or, or whatever your responsibilities are so we try to be sensitive to that I also when I'm talking to someone about serving a board am very upfront with here is the time commitment you'll be expected right. to, to give so we we try to use that to match the right person with the right spot
1: Well, great. Is there anything else you want to mention or any other plugs you want to make for open seats? You know, we just have so
0: many ways that people in Chattanooga who have been saying, I really wish I could give back to my city or have a say in how my city is run. We have so many opportunities for that. And I I think most people don't know that. So I'm grateful to you for having this podcast that at least you know, you and I will, will be excited about boards and commissions, and hopefully that'll <laughs> spread to other people uh, because we, these are citizen-led boards, and that's what we want them to be. And we want a greater number of them involved with the way this city runs. Mm-hmm. So I just I encourage everyone to go to city forward slash boards, look at the list of vacancies. We've got nearly 100 spots open in the city right now. Uh, Get your application in and we'll see if we can find a spot for you.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for your time.
0: Thank you, Nathan. Good to see you.
1: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chattanooga Civics. Our music was written and recorded by Kevin McLeod. If you have any questions or feedback, please send me an email at chattanoogacivics at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ChatCivics or visit the website ChattanoogaCivics.com. Thanks for listening.